Hello, welcome back to another episode. Today I'm joined with my beautiful friend Dee from Her Soulful Success and we've recorded quite a few podcasts together so I'm excited to have her back Mm -hmm. but thank you so much for coming on Dee. Oh, thank you so much, Ella. I know we have recorded so many podcasts. I got to go back and listen to them because I love hearing how much we evolve and change (laughs) over the years as well. Yeah. But no, so happy to be here. Thanks for having me. If anyone is listening and they're not sure who you are, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Can do. I like to call myself in the online space. This has changed so many times and I've always felt really, um, and I'm sure so many of you will relate as well, that the characters of a bio really struggle mm-hmm. to, what's the right word, encapsulate <laughs> everything that I am and all that I do. So if you like, I've been in business for a couple of years and if you're still struggling to fit what you do into that bio, I mean, Ella can help you with that, but I still definitely struggle. But I call myself a women's life and business coach. Essentially, I feel like I'm mm-hmm. both. Um, my focus very much my purpose, my intention, my mission behind my brand and like my business is to help women find their version of success that's truly authentic to them and allow themselves to like romanticize their life a little bit more, live a fulfilled life, but essentially create a soul-led and self-led life. So a life that where they get to play by their rules, mm. by their version of, you know, what their days look like or what they would like their days to look like, what kind of family they'd like to have or no family. So essentially really cultivating that confidence in yourself and knowing yourself and through that knowing, um, creating a life like that feels really, really good for you. Yeah. Like in the broadest and the shortest <laughs> way possible, that's what I do. Yeah. Um, and I feel like we often forget that we have the choice to do that. Mm, Yeah, especially when you start your self-development journey, which is how, like, I obviously entered the coaching industry, I think that you definitely, you feel like a beginner and sometimes you forget to take those training wheels off. So if you started a business even a couple of years ago, I want to give you the permission slip that, like you can take those training wheels off and not look to a coach or a mentor or an expert that you're currently looking up to, to tell you how you should live your life in business. I think when you're investing in coaches and we'll talk a little bit more about like, yeah, like the online space today, I think in our conversation, but it should always be so that somebody can hold you to a higher standard and also so you can simply learn to recalibrate your energy to being open to receiving as much as they they do right that's how I look at investing in mentors so whether that's financially how much love they receive in their life but not necessarily in the exact way that they do so when I used to invest in like business coaches, I used to be like, I want your exact strategy mm-hmm. and I want to know exactly how you are going to do it so that I can copy every little aspect of how you run your business to make mine successful. And now I'm like, no, actually I want to hire you so you can teach me how to receive as much abundance mm-hmm. as you do in your business. Or I might invest in someone like abundance in receiving love or joy or fulfillment or like in, and but allow that to look however it, it wants to look like for me. And 
Yeah, I think that takes time to like trust yourself and true and really hear your intuition and, and trust your soul and what you want. Um, but I like to facilitate women to that place where they're like, yeah, I know myself. I know what I want and can um, create businesses that reflect that as well. Yeah, I love that. I do. I mm-hmm. agree that when you work with a coach, it shouldn't be them being like, this is exactly what you need to do. Mm-hmm. And I, I find that often that's that's like one of the main reasons people come to me um, because I need to teach them Instagram stuff. So there is there is processes, yeah. but then also yeah. adapting it to your own business and you're like right. being authentic to who you are. Right, mm. exactly. I think strategy is still important, especially in practical things like business, but it's the intention when you're hiring yeah. someone, like even like yourself you're going to work out how to use Instagram. You can learn that from Ella, but then you've got to work out how your purpose, how your mission, how your soul is going to kind of shine through those strategies that Ella delivers you. That's still something she can't do for you. You have to cultivate that within yourself, know yourself and be able to use the strategies to essentially like, yeah, like broadcast your message to more people. Right. So the strategy is important, but it's so important to still not get lost in the strategy yeah. and be confined by a strategy and know what feels good exactly. for you. Exactly, because I think you do definitely need both. Yeah, and I've struggled to also just call myself a business coach because I feel like the, the, the reason why I started my business like in 2020, which feels like a lifetime ago, but when I say it, I'm like, oh, my God, it's like just over two years ago. I'm still like a yeah. baby in my business. Um. I started because I uh, like this is outside of like my, I guess my purpose or my coaching offerings and what I was actually delivering to my clients. But personally, I wanted to live like I wanted my life to feel really good alongside the business that I was creating. Mm. I, my business wasn't going to run my life. And when I was working in my corporate job, essentially my whole life revolved around that work. So when I started the self-development space, I realized that our relationship with one thing absolutely will impact your relationship with all things in your life. So when you're happy in your day-to-day, when you're happy in your relationships, when you're happy, you know, uh, mothering your kids, when you're happy, you know, filling up your day with the things that you love, then your business is going to become more magnetic as well. Your business is going to soak up all of those beautiful vibes and your business is going to feel good and vice versa. So I think that we deserve to live our lives and our business to be a part of them, not for our business to take over our lives. And that's also why I have finished a certificate in feminine embodiment with my amazing coach, Monica. And it was like, 16 months of study is like the most intensive certification I've ever done in order to really um, learn more about feminine embodiment as well and like helping women restore their ability to receive because we live in such a masculine dominant world and there's nothing wrong with masculine energy and doing and hustling, but we can't, we're, we're overdoing yeah. it. Like, and we need to bring back, and especially majority of women, we have that feminine core essence. We need more women to feel safe in 
receiving more, in playing more and enjoying their life more, because that's actually how we make more money, <laughs> like through our businesses. And it's a lesson I'm definitely like integrated more so in the last few months than ever in my business, that the more fun I have, the more I look after me, the more I get to receive, the more my business is growing effortlessly. And then there's that double like edge sword that we'll kind of go into is then when that's not safe in your body and you haven't done enough work around that work around feeling safe to receive and like actually feeling like it's safe to enjoy your life. You can seriously self-sabotage it really quickly, which is what I actually did earlier this year in a really big up level. So if you want, we can. Yeah. Tell us about that. (laughs) Yeah. So this at the beginning of this year would have been coming up to two years in business. Again, saying that out loud feels so ridiculous because I've grown so much, so much. And I'm not one, I'm not a coach that talks a lot about money, but I will, uh, like for the sake of this podcast, just to back like my growth in my first year of business, when I started as a life coach, I quit my job right away and I created a hundred thousand dollars in revenue. And I think nine or 10 months in my business, I was really yeah. proud of that. Yeah, <laughs> It was huge. I supported our family. I replaced my full-time income, working part-time hours. So good. I had two boys under two. It was amazing. And um, I had a coach who facilitated me through that, like quantum up-leveling because it was uncomfortable and weird. Like how was I able to even do that? But I also was, like to be clear, I was reinvesting a lot of my income into my business growth. So in my second year, I continued to grow. My business was pretty steady. I think, um, yeah, like still a six figure business up and down in each month, but steady, right? I was getting, going into my growth phase, feeling more comfortable in like my ability to coach. So start of 20, end of 2021, I started to feel quite tired and I realized I actually hadn't taken a break since I started my business literally for more than a week or two, like maybe in the holidays the year before. And it was like obvious. I'm like, of course I haven't. My husband's been working flat out. We hadn't traveled anywhere because of COVID. Um, And I was, I was just feeling so exhausted. So I decided that I was going to take a couple of months off completely. So I think... I was pretty checked out in my business mid-December, um, but I no, I'm going to say mid-November because it was a couple of months, started really checking out. I could really feel like it was forced, like me engaging in my business stuff, but I was showing up where I had to because I'm, you know, professional and you've, you've got commitments, you've got to meet them. And in December, I fully just deep dive into like full rest mode. And I started working at the gym again, which was really fun. Weight training. I focused a lot on my diet. I went to see my naturopath again, just really focusing on my energy, like and my physical body, which I hadn't done for a while. I was meditating and journaling and, you know, implementing all of my practices that I teach and love and everything that I do with my clients. And so when I came back in January, I hadn't been online for like um, pretty much a month. I would show up here and there, share some things from the holidays, but I barely showed up. And when I did show up, because I was in such a great space physically, energetically, I was truly like an embodiment of everything I was passionate about. I had one of my biggest months in business to date. But the thing was, I didn't feel like I had worked hard enough for it to earn it. 
So I showed up mid-January, ended January with one of my biggest months, only working two weeks in that business. And all of a sudden, everything started to just like fall apart from there. I... (laughs) I go back, listen to my podcast, you'll hear me talking about, you know, all the reasons why I started saying like things like, oh, I just, I'm really struggling this year because Xavier started school and he really needs me. And with kids that start school, they're working, they're at school shorter hours, right? Then childcare, childcare, I can leave him there at four o'clock. At school, I had to pick him up by three. So my days were shorter. He was going through this massive change. He had a minor operation, but it was still an operation where he had to be put to sleep and he had to be in hospital for a couple of days with me. He had that. And I just, uh, Dom's business, like my husband's business was taking off. So he was working like six days a week. My mom couldn't look after the kids on the Friday when she normally would, because the hospital needed her more and she's works at the Burns unit. So I started like creating all of these stories around lack of time, lack of time, lack of time. Mm-hmm. I can't do this anymore. Like I don't, my energy, like I don't know where to, where put it. I couldn't, I wasn't focused. And, um, I realized now in retrospect that what really happened was I wasn't ready for my own quantum leap. I wasn't ready for my own growth and it didn't feel safe for me to enjoy life and look after myself physically and put myself first and have a really successful business. And as a projector, if you guys know anything about human design, I'm a projector. So people think that it means that we're lazy and that we can only work a couple of hours a day. But actually, if you're a projector listening to this, what it essentially means is that you can do the same amount of work or create the same amount of impact in say four to five hours a day that someone might take eight or nine hours. We're just really efficient and we're really good at overseeing. I think my human design reader said like, if we were an animal, we'd be the bird overlooking at the other animals and seeing like we could project a solution really quickly. So when we're working the same amount of hours as another human design, like a generator or a manifesting generator would work, we actually will burn out because we're like doing two days of work Mm -hmm. in one. It's just too much. So I needed to learn all of these lessons and really look at the, where that trauma and that wound was coming from around. It's not safe to like earn really great money and have a really successful business and be a really great mom and not actually work nine to five again. So I was recreating my nine to five in my own business. And if that story couldn't play out, then I wasn't worthy of it. So that was really interesting. And it's taken me a good, what is it? We're in July now. It's only in the last couple of months that I woke up to that story and saw that shadow for what it was and really worked hard and releasing that. So if you are not getting the results that you want in your business, or if you're feeling like you're really burnt out, I would definitely look at working with a coach or a mentor who can facilitate you in some shadow work and really looking at this question of how are you benefiting from a problem or a story that you tell yourself? So time is a big one for a lot of people, but is it just convenient that you don't have the time? Is it convenient for you to like subscribe to that? Or it might be like, I'm a mom, or it might be, something else like Mm. 
there are so many different stories that we tell ourselves. I was like, when I try to tap into someone else's brain on the spot, I get a block, but you know, yours ask yourself if you have a problem that you think is the reason for why you're telling yourself that you have to play small or you have to, you can't succeed. Ask yourself, how might you be benefiting from that problem? Yeah. And for me, the benefit was, so why was I self-sabotaging? The benefit for me was not only did I not believe that it was safe for me to work less, enjoy my life. And through that I could create, I could still create a really successful business. For me, um, the benefit was that I could, if I play small, it means that I can avoid failing Mm -hmm. and I can avoid letting people down (laughs) and I can avoid being seen for who I really am. And yeah. Like up leveling in your business is uncomfortable. People think it's this really exciting thing and it definitely is, but it's also really shocking for the nervous system. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever experienced something like that, Ella, or does any of that resonate? Definitely. I feel like last year I had some of my biggest months in business and the beginning of the year and I burnt out real quick. Mm-hmm. And I had that like January, February were huge. Then March mm-hmm. I got hit with COVID. And that was, that all of a sudden was my excuse. Like I was, I, it did really make me tired and yeah. I feel like I couldn't bounce back properly. And then I feel like April was such a struggle. So many things happened one after another. So then I took most mm-hmm. of May off just to mm-hmm. like travel and do the things I enjoyed. And I sort of also let go of that every month has to be bigger. Like it doesn't, it can just be, um, it can just be. Yeah. So that's what, like, I'm just like enjoying my work without feeling like I'm constantly hustling and pushing, just, just doing it. Mm -hmm. So even that there can create, like what I talk about is like the burnout Mm -hmm. cycle is if we're addicted, if that's, if, if stress and hustling is our emotional home. If that's where we feel safe to hang out, like me, right? Until now, I'd like to say, like, I've done a lot of healing around this. If that's our emotional home and that for, it's a, even though it's toxic and we know it's toxic logically to burn out and to hustle, but we find ourselves going back to that even more reason to explore. Why is this our emotional home? What are we benefiting from being there? And there's usually, it goes deeper yeah. than that. It'll be again, like, well, without it, I don't think that I'm worthy or I need validation from my parents. Yeah. Know, because we have this hard wiring with, even if our parents are super supportive, but they work differently to us or they create a success differently to us, we still are hardwired to seek their approval. No matter how much healing we do, and I always tell my clients this, it's okay. Like you can cut the cords, but it is literally biologically part of us to want our parents to approve of us. So even if they physically tell you that they approve of you and they're proud of you unconsciously, if they created success in a different way, that could be something that keeps putting you back into that hustle loop, yeah. you know, because especially for people that look up to their dads, right? And if this is not for everyone, this is very blanket, but something that I find often with my clients is like this father wound of dad was successful or he was the one who traveled a lot or like had the career and he was in, because he represented the masculine, 
you have this perception that the masculine is somehow more, what's the word I'm looking for, superior than the feminine, right? That the, the feminine is weaker or is flakier or, you know, has to ask the masculine if she can spend this amount of money at the shops. If that's your upbringing, if that's a story and you don't want to feel weak or, you know, unsupported or not like, you know, the boss of your life, then you're going to idolize masculine energy more. But what we have to realize is most often what we saw in our parents were like wounded versions of the masculine feminine, not healed versions. And our parents did the best that they can with the tools that they had. We already know that that's a given. But how we integrate those narratives, it still lives within us. So it's really worth exploring why if you are someone that finds yourself in a hustle cycle, I call it, like a couple of months we're good and then we're back in it (laughs) and then we're good and then we find ourselves, no matter what, we're just addicted to creating the stress and creating the hustle. And, yeah, like you said, this need to – why can't – we look at a, uh, like, why can't we look at a business, business's growth, for example, over a period of 12 months? What's this obsession yeah. with months and months having to be bigger? But who decided that? Who made that yeah. up, right? Why does each month have to be bigger? It sets a really ridiculous standard and most like even bricks and mortar businesses just, or or like traditional quote unquote businesses don't operate that way. They're going to have their peak seasons, their lower seasons, but we look at that growth over a longer period of time. But more importantly, like this is where you get really deep into like shadow work is am I using the need to continuously grow as a form to play small because I'm setting ridiculous standards for myself that I can never meet, Mm. therefore creating burnout. This is a common thing that I see in my clients as well. Like they'll come in with goals. And I want you, like, I want us to have great goals and big goals, but when we start setting ridiculous standards with the intention unconsciously, not consciously, but unconsciously knowing that we, that they're ridiculous, we're already actually setting ourselves up to fail. And therefore we're setting ourselves up to play small and then lean back on burnout and taking time away from our business and saying that we're really tired to play small again, rather than going, you know what? I'm just going to flow with this. I'm going to lead with my heart. I'm going to have some goals, but I'm also going to surrender to whatever happens because I know and I trust that this is going to work out because I believe in what I do. When we're coming in with that intention and we're learning to be more feminine in the way we we operate our businesses, for women it's actually more sustainable. And I would dare say, like, I want to write a post about this, but what I've also realized is allowing ourselves as entrepreneurial women to burn out is actually quite irresponsible. So if you think about if you were working for somebody else, imagine you burning yourself out at a job every couple of months and then having to take a month off. Why do we do it to ourselves in our own business? Like it's not good for us and it's not, it's not reliable. Right. So instead of needing to take burnout breaks, I think we all deserve holidays, like proper time fucking off where we feel good to take that time off and we're ready to like replenish our energy. Yeah. Not because we have to, because we're so exhausted. I think one of the biggest weeks I ever had in business, I had off. I wasn't working. I was away with my friend up north. How did that sit with you? I was just, yeah, I was like lying by the river next to her and I was like, wow, (laughs) 
I feel like I have not shown up at all. Like I haven't had any sales call this week. Mm-hmm. I was posting a little bit, but it was mo- mostly like mm-hmm. holiday stuff. Yeah. 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 It was, it was amazing. I feel really, yeah. Like it would feel amazing, but it can also feel really scary yeah. and weird and like contradict everything. But I can you... definitely relate to what you were but... saying with parents because my mom works till like 11 o'clock every night. She's a doctor right. and she, it, it's like she doesn't accept support and I've given her so many solutions. I'm like, hire this person and this person so they can help you so that you can sleep because you need to sleep. Otherwise you'll get early dementia, mom. <laughs> um, wow. And now she's like, now she's starting to take like every once a month taking a Friday off and like starting to go to bed a bit earlier. But I was like, that's where a lot of my hustle has come from because she starts mm-hmm. at eight, she'll finish at four, she'll go home and then she'll mm-hmm. do, cause she's doctor doing all the letters. She'll stay up to 11 o'clock at night doing all of her notes. Mm-hmm. And again, even though you like logically look at that and go, that's insane. Mm. Biologically and on a subconscious level, even growing up as a little girl, you look up to your mom mm. and you're like, she's a powerhouse. She's a strong ass. And bitch. I think, <laughs> Also, and this is how we this is how we create going success. from uni and like studying mm-hmm. full time and working full time, and you almost condition yeah. yourself to that is the level of work you need to be doing all the time. Mm-hmm. And you mm-hmm. finish uni and you're like, well, I need something else to be doing full time as well as work. Yeah, and I think like it is definitely the norm, right? And I I still sometimes I question like, am I worthy of this business that I've created? What did I do? Did I do enough? Like, am I making enough impact? But what I like, and it's okay to think that way because society is still in this transition where we're learning to embody both men and women embody, but also just welcome a bit more feminine energy into our space. And this, this is for men as well, not just women. Um, Women, like I said, are just naturally most women, not all women, but most women, even if they think they don't, generally have a, a feminine core essence, which means, let's just say, like, for the sake of logic and painting a picture in your mind, like, 90% of how we lead our lives is from the feminine, but we still need that masculine structure. And for most men, they're actually more like 90%, 80%, whatever the percentage doesn't matter, just like majority of how they lead their life is from the masculine where they still need that feminine energy as well to to help them like yeah as well like receive pleasure in their life enjoy their life but if we are all I've lost my trail of thought a little bit here because I feel like I was going somewhere else with this but if we're all in oh that's what I was gonna say questioning so right now, like I was saying at the beginning is we're all both men and women embodying, or I would say not even embodying, sorry, abusing the masculine, right? We're all go, 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 roll, hustle, hustle. Now, the next time you think, well, that's the norm because that's what society is doing, right? And that's how people make money. As soon as you hear that little narrative in your head, question, well, is that really working for society? Yeah. Because how long are we going to do things that are completely insane? Have a look at the world. Just observe it for a minute. Look at the rates of depression, of anxiety. Look how many people are taking anxiety medication. Look how many 
psychologist offices are popping up or how much funding, more funding our kids are needing and even adults are needing um, to to have that counselling and that therapy and that support around anxiety and depression. Look how many people are not looking after their health and are suffering serious physiological illnesses at a younger age. If we look at all of those things, then we can start going, well, actually, yeah, that is the norm in society. But is that the best we can do? No. And at some point we have to evolve and we have to change. And I truly kind of like now really see how that's also part of my purpose is because I've lived through that, but this is the norm. You have to work hard. You've got to do. And my parents are hustlers too. Like they came to Australia with zero money in their pocket um, when I was six and they hustled their way and they have created an abundant life and that's great for them, but that can exist. And yeah, my version of success can exist as well. And I believe that with the women that come to me with the amount of stress, anxiety, inability to juggle all the things that overwhelm that they're feeling, that it's essential that we change the way that we create abundance in our life and receive it. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that's something that my coach really brought to my attention as well is that Mm -hmm. you have all these ideas and you just think that you have to do them all yourself. He's like, Mm -hmm. there, there is support out there. Like I was, I wanted to redo my whole website. So I started redoing it and my VA was like, what are you doing? You should be adding more to your plate. Like, let me do that. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, you can do that. Yeah, it's like we have to do everything ourselves even though there is so much support and with that support that's that's where you'll be able to grow as well because you don't have to do it all and we forget how so we often see it receiving as a gift to ourselves right receiving in whatever form like when we receive money it's a gift when we receive something from the universe from other people it's a gift a massage whatever it might be we forget how good it feels to give and like we by not by not receiving more and allowing people to give their support we're actually denying them of how good it feels to give think of the last time you gave someone something a compliment or a physical gift and they actually received it and were so excited not deflect us and oh I don't want this or well you didn't shouldn't have to but actually they were like fucking yes thank you so mm. much this is amazing right by learning to receive more help like when someone offers you a bit of help and you take it they feel good they're like oh my god I was able to serve someone yeah. today and we're in this like we are totally especially women especially like with our boss bitch mentality sometimes we can be like I gotta do it all myself well you're denying other women the gift of giving to you. And then I also think on this other element of like abundance and flow and how we give and receive money in the world. If you want to receive more abundance, you know that every single time you hire help, whether it be a cleaner, like I think used to think, Oh, how selfish to like have this online business that gives me so much freedom and have a cleaner come and clean the house every fortnight. And I think of Maria, the beautiful soul that comes and does this job like she, she gets paid. She gets some extra cash that week to, and she loves cleaning. Like that's her vibe. She loves to put on her music. She's so happy when she comes here. She's providing food. She's providing maybe like, um, I don't know, a fun weekend with her kids or her family 
through me giving her the opportunity to give to me and give give back to me. So every time we hire, invest, and get that support around us, we're literally giving someone else life and energy and helping them in their lives yeah. live abundantly too. We we often forget that as well. Yeah. Hmm. I like where this direction is <laughs> going in our chat. <laughs> like you never know where it's going to go, but here we yeah. are. <laughs> no, I feel like we've talked about a lot. It was very, very valuable, and I feel like you've had an amazing few months. Thank you for sharing that with us. No, you're so welcome. I have. It feels really good to be in this place. And this time, you heard me, guys. Mm. I'm staying here. I'm staying here. No more burnout cycle. And it really is like at the core of everything that I do as a coach now. I know we had more that we want to talk about, but maybe we should do a part two. Yeah, let's do it. We always schedule. Let's do it. (laughs) Because what we were planning to talk about as well was also super valuable. And I think it will resonate with a lot of people. So stay tuned. Because I'll bring Dee back on for another episode. But that was amazing. I feel like, like, even for me, that was really valuable because I can really see where, like, I've started to do my own shadow work. And I actually have a lot in the shadow about giving and receiving. Um, Mm -hmm. And it was a lot to do with gratitude and, like, me giving. And, like, if somebody wasn't grateful, but that was my mm. own shadow of, well, why am I giving then? What's the purpose? Mm. Um, so that was a big thing. And I think it, it stems deeply from when I was little, my mum always say like someone giving me something and her not giving me the opportunity to speak, just being like, say, thank you. Mm-hmm. Like cutting me off all the time, not giving me that opportunity to actually say thank you and be grateful. Yeah. So it's so interesting. It's so good. Shadow work is <laughs> yeah. the shit. And like what you said there, um, also it ties into something really important for your audience who's showing up online mm. and in their businesses. I don't know. You let me know if this lands with you, but I just got this download of how important is it for us to give yeah. freely on social media and not expect something always directly or straight after we've given like if you think about when you're creating a reel are you going back on that page and you're like how many views how many people have commented right because if you're in that space you're in that shadow that Ella's fighting herself in it's like when I'm giving I'm not actually giving freely which means you're blocking the abundance you're blocking the receivership you're giving with the expectation to get back and that will always block you from actually receiving so if you're creating content out there if you are hustling, but the right way on Instagram, just make sure that you are giving freely and just allowing yourself to receive back that energy in any form, yeah. like not directly back from what you've created in that instant moment. Don't look for that instant validation. And that's what I think straight away. so many people want online. They just want that instant mm-hmm. gratification straight away, mm-hmm. instant results, oh, instant. You'll be disappointed. Yeah you'll be so disappointed I don't even I'm that coach that like barely it's not a like strategically it's not the best thing but I'm like I put things out there and my husband's like oh my god that took off and I'm like I don't even I haven't even seen it yet like I don't because I don't give for the I don't I didn't share that to then go I wonder how many people are going to love it I share that because I trust 
that it's going to land with That's someone it. because it meant something exactly. to me. And sometimes you get it. And if I didn't get it back in the form of views or a like or a comment instantly, I know I'll get it back somehow yeah. else because I know that's how the universe works. I always find if you create something and it doesn't do well, like mm-hmm. views or whatever, I feel like it's it's still reaching the right people. It's still reaching who it's mm-hmm. meant to and you still get the 100%. result that you're supposed to get from it, whether that be starting a conversation or you have you booking a call or, or like something. Something always happens. And yeah. it's part of like – Every piece of content is like part of the ecosystem that is your business. Everything's got a little purpose. You might just not always see it at the time. And I'll tell you like seriously, every client that I'm not going to say every client, but most clients that I've signed to work with me privately have never even engaged or commented or like I didn't even know they were in my world until they landed in my DMs. And I was like, what? And they're like, I heard your podcast and I watched you on your story. So, you know, people are engaging in their own way. Especially Mm -hmm. I think with the kind of work that you do, sometimes they don't want to engage. They don't want to, Mm -hmm. like they might still be really shy and nervous about it, new to it. They they don't want to put themselves out there. So like the first step is doing work with you and then building up Mm -hmm. that confidence. Oh my God. And I also think like when you're a coach, you're so right. I think, (laughs) I think people think that, (laughs) I think there's this fear around like if you comment or engage on a coach's story or post, you're like signed, (laughs) they're going to haunt me down. (laughs) It means that I have put my hand up to potentially working with them and I am now part of their lead funnel. For some coaches. (laughs) that's you on my content, please don't feel that For some coaches, that's it though. Like you'll comment, that's it. They're going to hound you forever. So no wonder. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Mm, there's some trauma around yeah. that um please engage with my stuff because I won't do that to you yeah. I'm where can we find you I'm, what's your insta her soulful at her soulful success yes. that is where I hang out most yeah <laughs> actually where I only hang out and don't do Facebook much mm. anymore I started TikTok that's fun but it's all new there. Come, you find me on TikTok as well. Like I need some followers over there. That <laughs> just started posting on there a couple of weeks ago. But yeah, yeah mainly on Instagram. Yeah, and I love your new display picture. It's beautiful. Oh, thank you. Mm. Thanks so much. Thank you so much for coming on today. It was so nice to have you back. And I will let you all know when we have part two ready. Yay. You're so welcome. Bye. Bye.